Good morning, everybody. It's good to be here with you guys today. Hey, I'll just tell you right up front, you guys probably see the communion stuff right here. And so the way this is going to go today, um, we are going to do communion. And whenever we prepared it, everything was done in a sterile environment. We had on gloves and masks when we prepared it. And the, it's a double cup method. So you'll get two communion cups. The bottom one has the cracker in it, or the uh, matzah, and the top cup has the juice in it. And so whenever the ushers come up to serve the communion, they'll all be wearing gloves and masks, and then they will hand you your little single serving uh, communion uh, elements. We had ordered the single serving ones online, and they are out of stock and back ordered. They are, it's like a communion lunchable. And, um, but anyway, you can't get them right now. So this is what we're doing. Man, do you like being alone? No. Do you know that the other day I told Mark Miller, I said, you know what I would really like to do? I said, I would like to just take a vacation day um, sometime here soon, go down to Garden of the Gods and go to the table rock early in the morning and just sit there in total silence. But if I stayed there very long, I would probably go nuts. I used to watch that show alone. Uh, it's that, well, everything's reality shows anymore, but it was a reality show where people would see how long they could survive out. They'd drop them in different parts of the world. And the first few um, seasons, they would make it like maybe two months or three months. And the last one left without tapping out, you know, one. Well, as the seasons went on, people were really, really training for this and being prepared. And they could go like six months. But I tell you what, their mental capacity at the end of this was not good. It was very, very rough on them. We are not, God did not design us to be um, cavemen that are hermits. I mean, even cavemen, I'm sure they shared a cave. They just grab a woman by the hair and just drag them along. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. <laughs> they frown on that nowadays. I was telling someone yesterday, I said, we had such great weather, I said, if I would have even designed this day myself, it could not have been designed any better than the way God had it planned. Yeah. Yesterday was one of the best days of my life, and today is one of the best days of my life. Because I woke up. Yeah. That's saying something, isn't it? That's half the battle, getting out of bed. Half the battle is going to work. Then the other battle starts when you get home. Let's turn to Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 before I get myself in trouble. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. I want to 
holler out to everybody at home who may be watching online. And uh, we want to keep those that might be sick or that are in quarantine during this time and keep them in your prayers. Um, but everybody that's watching at home, just because you're at home does not mean you are alone. We are here in spirit together. And that's one of the great things about technology now is that even though you're at home, you're right there with us watching. And uh, so uh, we miss you guys and we'll see you soon. If you need any, have any prayer requests, why make sure that you uh, message us, call us, you know, or drive by and knock on the window and holler at us. And uh, we want to pray for you. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. It says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. You know, this, <clears throat> this here scripture was, and if you look at any commentary, it's predominantly talking about husband and wife, right? And that's the two portions of it. The third portion of it, though, is God. And it's referring in here to a marriage with God being the center of it and it being interwoven together, which is not always the easiest thing, is it? Weaving together, husband, wife, and God. Sometimes husband and wife are in agreement, but if God isn't in the picture, there's no complete agreeance, is there? And uh, this also talks about relationships in general not just husband and wife. And that's one of the really tough things is there's times whenever relationships get really difficult and even messy, and that weaving together becomes very hard. And um, I, it reminds me, one of the fondest memories that I have with friends and everything was, um, I, it's probably been maybe 14 years ago, I don't know, maybe not quite that long, 12, 14 years ago, we had this survival camp out for Royal Rangers. And um, we did it up at, uh, up at Greg Burgess's property there out in the, out in the sticks uh, in the woods. And the rules that we had was the boys had to be old enough that they had to fend for themselves. And this was the fun part of the camp out for the men because we didn't want to have to take care of them or feed them. And we don't change diapers, not on a camp out, unless, un, unless we had to. But that was so much fun. And I'll never forget, um, I thought that I had the perfect scenario for this, is as far as me surviving the night. Because you had to bring all your own stuff, but you weren't allowed to bring a tent. And you had to carry in whatever you were going to use. And I thought that if I had a hammock, that I was up off the ground because it was going to get chilly that night. And then, but I was going to have to try to keep warm. And we weren't really allowed to take sleeping bags, although I think some boys did. But I took this big sheet of plastic and I made this cocoon 
around the sleeping bag. Well, me being an adult, I should have known that you need oxygen. <laughs> and, and kids, you don't put a plastic bag over your head. Don't do that. So I got in this cocoon that I had made, and I had it all tied up, and I thought, I'm going to be the warmest person here, because it was going to get down to like, I don't know, probably like 38, 39, 40 degrees. And so I was in this cocoon, and all of a sudden, I could see it steaming up because of my breath and everything. Well, it got real humid in there, and then all of a sudden, the temperature dropped, and I started freezing and gasping for air. And that was no good. And instincts took over, and I opened it up, and I started breathing. But whenever you get wet, when, whenever it's cold out, it's like you cannot warm up. And I think I was at the beginning stages of hypothermia. I'm no medical doctor, but I was... <laughs> And whenever your bones lock up and you're shivering and shaking, I was really close, I think. Possibly even death, if I would have fell asleep. But I, it was, I was freezing to death. And um, I didn't want to tap out. I didn't want to get out of the situation because, you know, all these men and boys that were making it. And so... Um, David Pierce and I think Mike Smith had a little shelter that was really pretty good. And um, they were laying down asleep and nice and cozy, and they had a good fire. My fire had went out. <laughs> and it was almost frosty out. It was so cold. And I resorted to getting out of my cocoon, going over, and I said, hey, guys. Can I lay down by you? <laughs> you remember that, David? And so I crawled in between them. <laughs> it, was, it was totally okay, though. I crawled in between them, and I was drafting warmth off of them because, I mean, I was that cold, and I made it through the night. And... Um, which I should have went over to Nate Burgess's uh, little deal he had. He brought on in this like 80-foot tarp and like made this giant cave and everything. And he, he, it was like he had a condo. <laughs> but the three of us were a lot better than me being by myself. Yes, or at least that was my opinion. That may not have been theirs. <laughs> It's good to be together, isn't it? Amen. You know, three, the three cords that's bound together that makes a rope, and God being the center one, sometimes that cord can get severed. One of the, the, the cords may get severed, and it's really hard to repair that because whenever you cut a, a piece of rope, and it's stretched out, and sometimes it's stretched really hard, those two ends, it's hard to ever get those back together. Sometimes you've got to even just tie in a little splice in there. And 
it's always going to be visible, but it can be repaired. And it'll be a bump in the road, but it can be fixed. Our relationships that we have with each other, sometimes they have bumps in the road, but they can be repaired. They can be fixed, but only God can do that. I mean, we can try and we can do the best we can, but with God in the midst of it, that's where the real healing is. The agreement between two people with God being in the middle. Let's turn also to, well, you don't have to turn there, but it, the story about Abraham and Isaac. When Abraham was put to a test, it's in Genesis 22. You can turn there, but I don't want to read all of it. So Abraham, God tells Abraham that he wants to sacrifice his son Isaac as an offering. And so Abraham and two others and Isaac head up the mountain with Abraham only knowing what is going on. And he cut all the wood that he needed to make the sacrifice. He had the knife. He had the bindings, the rope. And Isaac carried the wood, not knowing that that was the wood that was, he was going to be sacrificed on. Now, that would have been a tough deal, wouldn't it? For you to have to think that you were supposed to give this great sacrifice. So difficult. So they make it up the mountain, and whenever they get up there, Isaac, or Abraham, I'm sure, builds the altar, and Isaac says, where's the sacrifice? Well, that's the tough thing, son. <laughs> You're it. And so Abraham binds him down and is about to give him as a sacrifice. And all of a sudden, God provides a ram that Abraham looks up and is caught in the thicket. God, being the provider that he is, was never going to have Abraham sacrifice him. But he wanted to see his loyalty as to what he would stick through all the way to the end. And so there was Abraham and Isaac. The two of those, them being in agreeance, that would be a great thing, wouldn't it? Father and son being able to get along and, and everything. But the two of them, if it was just the two of them and not God, and Abraham just thought, I need to sacrifice my son and maybe everything will be okay. That would have been disastrous. But the two of them, Abraham, Isaac, and God, all three together, that was the perfect agreeance. That's the three strands of cord that make up a rope. And us trying to work things between us individually, just one-on-one, -on -one, that has the recipe for disaster without God in it. We have to have God in the midst of everything that we're doing. And whenever you take those three cords weaved and bound together, and then the Holy Spirit working in our lives is just like a binding that wraps around and around and around, and giving us that discernment, that comfort, 
that wisdom, that decision-making that we make in our lives, that's what really, really makes that rope strong. And without God in our lives, we are a recipe for disaster. Without other people in our lives, we are a recipe for disaster. We're going to do communion today, but before we do, I've got an announcement to make for you guys. Um, one, of the, one of the other things that we're going to be doing here at the church is we're going to be having a membership class in October, starting the first week in October. You need to sign up out there at the information desk. The membership class, you know, it's not... You being a member of a church, what it does is people that aren't, that, you know, just come occasionally, they refer to the church as that church. People that come on a more regular basis but just aren't really involved, they call it the church. But whenever you're involved and volunteering and you become a member of the church, you start calling it my church. And it is, this, this relationship that we have with each other and God in the midst, this is a cord that can't be broken. And um, that's why membership is important. And it also gives you the right to be able to vote on very important things. One of the other things that's really important is um, we have a uh, proposed changes to our bylaws and constitution which are available out on the front desk, and I would urge you to pick one up after church. In two weeks, we're going to have a special uh, business meeting, and you will be voting yes or no to accept the new proposed changes to our bylaws and constitution. Now, I know that may sound boring to some people, but our bylaws and constitution, it actually says who we are as a church who we are, and it also gives us a, an outline of how we do church and how we conduct ourselves and how we um, don't overstep our bounds, how we love one another. This is what this is designed for, how we mesh up together. And so I think it's some great uh, additions and changes there, um, and so I, I urge you to do that. Matthew 18, 20 says, where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. I'm so glad that we gather together and we're not just the Lone Ranger out here, aren't you? I will probably go down to Garden of the Gods one of these days and sit on that rock by myself, but I guarantee you I won't be there very long because I'm going to get hungry. <laughs> And I need people. I need my church family. I need you guys here, and I need the people at home in my lives. If the ushers, because this is going to take us just a little bit of time, if the ushers that are preparing to distribute the communion I would like you to go ahead and put your gloves and mask on and go ahead and come up and give the elements and I'll finish preaching here while you're doing that.
Did you notice that we took the ropes off of the chairs? We spread the seats apart so that we could meet the social distancing requirements, but we took the ropes off of the chairs. Now I'm doing this a little different today. Um, for altar call, I would ask you to just go ahead and stay at your seats. And um, because I'm gonna talk about something here before we do this, that's like really major, really, really major on this. And if the musicians would go ahead and come on up. And this is concerning communion. We never want communion to be something that is a routine thing to where we get to drink that little bit of grape juice and eat that really holy little cracker and not really give serious thought into this. So in the book of Corinthians, in verse 11 through 20, 23 through 26, chapter 11, 23 through 26, it says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. Now, on this, before that Paul writes this, he's addressing the church. And he's talking to them about problems that are going on in the church between people. Um, and then them acting in a certain way and then going ahead and taking communion and they're doing it in the wrong attitude and he says you need to make yourself right before you take communion or otherwise what does it even mean so those scriptures before this portion about where he reminds them of the Lord's Supper it's very, very important. And as the musicians play right at your seat, I would like you to take this time, and we're going to give you a little bit of time here, and I want you to go to God. And anything that you may have in your heart, I would ask you to bring that before the Lord today. If you've never given your life to Christ, I want you to see me right after the service. And I'm going to talk to you. But right now, I want those that are about to take communion. Um, if you have children that you want them to take communion and they're down at Kids Church, I would like you to get up and go down and get them right now. But I want you to now bow your heads and let's go to the Lord. Anything that you have in your life that you need to get out to Him, I want you to do it now. Father, I just thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for this chance that we get to take this communion with you. And I say that, yes, with you. And God, I just pray, Lord, that the, the mistakes that I've made, Lord, anything that I've done, I, I repent of my sins. God, I just ask and pray, Lord, that you would help me to repair any relationships that I might need to repair. Lord, I ask and pray, Lord, for healing in my body. And I thank you for the healing you've already done. And God, I just thank you for this great day, one of the best days of our lives.